Well, and what's really cool is yeah. you can have different points of hot water. So, for example, you have a a large parcel of land and you have several outbuildings or whatnots. And you mm-hmm. want to have these different points of hot water, but you don't want to run electric. You right. don't want to run solar panel or propane bottle. You can do this instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's cheap. They're so cheap to build. You can have several of them. You can have one at every building. Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome, everyone, to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast. I am Regina, and I am here with Cyrus. Good morning, everybody. And today we are talking about how to build a solar water heater. Yeah, build one yourself. A DIY for your off-grid setup. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, so I'm freezing actually... this morning. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just—I'm freezing this morning. You're freezing this morning. Yes, it's, I'm a wuss when it comes to cold, and it's cold this morning. Oh my goodness! But How I'm... cold is it? Uh, I don't know. 32, 35, something like that. That's a little chilly. That's a little chilly. We're 28 degrees here this morning. Yeah, but I'm okay. I've got my, I made some Coco Joe this morning, so it's all good. Coco Joe. Is that uh, half cocoa, half coffee? Yep. Ah. Yep. That sounds delicious. I'm drinking my coffee and I feel good. We're, we're ready to roll then. We are ready to roll. And then after this, we're going to take a nice hot shower with our solar water heater. Right on. Right. Except so I yeah, don't have one yet. The so. solar water heater. <laughs> huh? So I don't have one yet, so I'm kind of fibbing. But <laughs> in my little world of imagination here. Yeah, that, that's not fibbing. That's imagining. That's just imagining. Yeah. But it's my favorite off-grid project for people to do because the the return on your investment is so high compared to what you have to put into it to get it because the parts you need are easily salvaged and the design is really simple so you don't have to have a lot of skill sets to build it yourself i mean basically if you know how to use a tape measure and a saw and a drill, you can build it. Hmm. Um, maybe if you're not real comfortable with plumbing, you might have to get some help uh, installing it, you know, hooking everything up to the plumbing. But mm-hmm. it's really simple and hardly costs anything. And the national average for an electric water heater is 14% of an electric bill for oh, an wow. average family. So. It's a big chunk of your electric if you're using an electric water heater. You you can immediately reduce your bill by 14% by just building a water a solar water heater. 
So yeah, that's a, a great huge amount project. of energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 14%, that adds up, especially over years. You're looking at thousands right. of dollars you could possibly save just by switching over to a solar water heater. Yeah. Yeah, it, it pays for itself with, within just a couple of months. You've already paid for what you put into it. Nice. Roughly. I mean, it de- it depends on where you install it and how far you have to run plumbing because the plumbing stuff is really the parts you have to buy. So, mm-hmm. you know, the cost is going to be different for everyone depending on their situation, but it's still not going to be that high when you relate it to a 14% of your bill. Let alone the so, cost to purchase an electric water heater. Oh, yeah. Those those things are crazy expensive. Yeah. So I actually wrote an article on off-grid water heaters, and I have all kinds of different ideas of how you can do this off-grid. And I have a solar water heater section listed in the article, but I don't have a DIY solar water heater section. So I'm really curious to hear your method because the method I talk about is a total prefabbed water heater system where you actually place a panel on the top of your roof, which is similar to a solar panel, but it's uh, made out of coils and then the coils heat up. So the water is running up to this coil and then it runs down into a special water heater tank and in this whole prefab systems probably a couple of grand mm-hmm. so i'm really curious as your as to what your diy method is and then i can amend my article with it because it's a popular article it's on maximumoffgrid.com if anyone's interested in reading it right yeah yeah and there's a lot of different ways to heat water off grid so that's a that'd be a good article yeah, wood burning, I think, is probably the most basic way and effective way, cost-effective. So this will probably be another really good, basic, cost-effective way to amend the article with. Yeah, for sure. The other good thing about this design, too, is that it's, like, even if you don't do it real well, like, uh, it's still going to work good. Oh, like, yeah. they just work. Yeah, they just you just can't hardly screw them up. So so there's room uh, for error. That's the other good thing about it. <laughs> there's a lot of room for error. Like so, it's a good beginner a project. <laughs> it is. That's that's why it's my favorite one because uh, I mean it's just perfect in all aspects. So nice. Well, give it to us. Give it to us. I want to hear it. Right here we go. So you start the process by the first piece you want to salvage is the top of the box. You're going to build a box for a tank to sit in and the top of the box is going to be made out of glass. Ideally, you want to find a piece of thermal pane glass, which is the dual leather or uh, dual layer glass. There's two pieces of glass sandwiched with a vacuum inside. So, um, you can find when someone is tearing out old, the the best thing is old patio doors, sliding patio doors. Like that's the best thing to find for this. 
Or you can use like old full glass French doors, a really large window, any kind of glass. The top has to be glass. And you find that piece first because that piece is going to determine the dimensions of your box and everything else. And you have to make sure it's big enough that the box that you end up building will hold a standard size water heater or whatever kind of tank, whatever size tank you end up using. Oh, wow. So this is going to be a pretty big box. Yeah. A pretty big box. Yeah. It'll be, you know, like five feet long or yeah, it'll be like five feet long and it'll be like two feet deep. And it'll be like two and a half to three feet tall on the tallest side. So the front, the top of the box will slope at an angle. Like if you can imagine solar panels, how you have to angle them toward the sun. Mm -hmm. That angle is the top of the box. And the tank that you use, the easiest way to do it is to just find an old water heater tank. And it can be a gas water heater or electric water heater or whatever. And those are easy, easy to find because plumbing companies have them by the dozens in their yard because they replace water heaters all the time. And so if you, if you find a local plumbing company and say, hey, I've got this project. Do you have an old water heater I can have? It is almost a certainty that they're going to say, yeah, we've got 30 in the back you can choose from. They're just and glad to get rid of them. They're just glad to get rid of them because they got to haul them off anyway. And they yeah, just and they wait until have they to, have just a... <clears throat> they probably have Well, they just wait until they have a crap them. ton of them. No, yeah. no. They just, they take them to the scrapyard, to the metal scrapyard, because you can uh, scrap them. Yes. But they yes, wait until sense. they've just got a bunch of them to make one trip. So there's always just a crap load of them at those plumbing companies. And the only thing you've really got to pay attention to is you've got to get a tank that they didn't replace because it was leaking. Because you don't obviously don't want a tank that leaks. But most right. of the time, water heaters get replaced for other reasons. The, right. The regular valve went bad or just whatever. So once you have that water heater tank, you strip it down. Because when you look at a regular water heater tank that you buy the outside is uh, like sheet metal you've got to strip that sheet metal off and then there's insulation and then you'll get down to the actual bare bones tank once you have that everything stripped down off of it you paint that tank black so that it can absorb the heat from the sun now you've got to build the box according to the big piece of glass that you found that the tank will fit inside of and so you just build that block a box with an angled top so that the glass is oriented towards the sun and you insulate that box you put the tank in it you run a cold water supply into the tank and then the hot water comes out of the tank and goes into your wherever your existing water heater is, it goes into that water water supply line that feeds the rest of the house. And at this point, you have two decisions that you can make. 
you can just use that for your hot water needs in the house. And then wherever your existing tank is, you can take it out and that can become a storage closet or whatever. Or what most people do is they run the hot water from the solar water heater into their electric tank or their propane tank, water heater tank inside the house. So what that does is if you have several days in a row where it's raining and the sun's not out, you're not making hot water, your electric tank or your propane tank will kick on and heat that water. So you're never going to be without hot water. But on the so days you, that... So you can do plumb I? in this solar water tank, you can plumb the hot water into the hot water tank? Yes. So on your standard water tank inside your house, standard hot water, you'll have a cold water side where the cold water is going into the tank and a hot water coming out. Mm -hmm. You plumb the hot water from your solar water heater to the cold water side of your standard water heater. So when the sun is shining and everything is good, you're just... you're just running hot water into your standard tank. So it never kicks on because it's always got hot water going into it. So it's never being used unless you have several days without sunshine or for some reason you want to take a hot shower at three o'clock in the morning and maybe there wasn't any hot water. I don't know. But that way you you kind of have a backup. So then for an example in our... RV. We have a 12 gallon water tank, which is actually pretty Mm -hmm. large for an RV. A lot Mm -hmm. of RVs only have a six gallon tank. So technically, if you get a 25, 30 gallon tank for your uh, solar water heater, you could extend the amount of hot water you have available to yourself. Yeah, you could. And you've got a backup. So, like, if the sun's not shining, your little 12-gallon tank will still make hot water. Interesting. So, I can have Mm -hmm. longer hot showers, which would be really awesome. Absolutely. That would be awesome, I bet. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to do this. Absolutely. So, we have a gas and electric tank, and it typically runs more so on electric. But as we go off-grid, we're going to have to... uh, switch our lifestyle over to to use more propane so this would be a great setup for us because we can get off the usage of the propane and the electric so we'll save Mm -hmm. on both of our resources there and then also extend how much hot water is available to us as well and have the backup so it's really cool idea for an off-grid rv lifestyle yeah yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe not so much if you're moving around a lot, but once you become stationary, like you guys are about to do, it's perfect. Yep. Well, then, but if you are moving around, if you wanted to, you could do, if you have a six gallon hot water heater, which we lived in a camper for years with only six gallons and you take real fast showers. <laughs> uh, right. You could have an additional six gallon or 12 gallon a solar water heater, which wouldn't be terribly cumbersome to pack around, really. Yeah, you could do it that way, for sure. 
Yeah. As an extension for hot water. Because that's pretty much it, right? That's it? That's really it. That's that's all there is to it. There's, And it makes, I, I promise you, the sun makes super hot water. Oh, yeah. The last one I built, it made water so hot in the summertime that you had to turn the cold water on in the shower first because the hot water that came out was so hot. Wow. That sounds awesome. So, mm mm-hmm. Well, and what's really cool is you can have different points of hot water. So, for example, you have a, a large parcel of land and you have several outbuildings or whatnots. And you Mm want to have these different points of hot water, but you don't want to run electric. You don't want to run solar panel or propane bottle. You can do this instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's cheap. They're so cheap to build. You can have several of them. You can have one at every building. That's a really great idea. I love it. So then the glass is necessary because it magnifies the sun. I mean, is a glass really well, necessary, or could you just throw a yeah. black tank outside? It probably won't get as hot. Uh, you could, you probably could just throw a black tank outside, but it's not going to be nearly as efficient. It's not going to make hot. It's not going to make water nearly as hot. Right. And and the thermal the thermal pane glass idea is really just because you want to insulate the box that it's in. So that overnight, it just doesn't get cold. Right. So if you have that a thermal sense. pane glass, it's less, it will get, it will lose its heat much slower. Hmm. But if you just, if all you can find is a single pane glass or even plexiglass, you can do that and it's still going to make really hot water. And the box is, um, the inside of the box, you just paint it black. Or you can make it reflective either way, and it'll still work good. So you can use plastic. You can use plexiglass then. Yeah, you can. But the, I don't, the ultimate method is the double pane window. But if you're in a pinch yeah. or you can't find one, you can... As long as there's some sort of glass over the top of it to keep the heat in, essentially. Right. That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that whole box will just heat up on the inside and help to heat the water inside. Most of the work is done by the fact that the tank inside is painted black and it just absorbs the heat. You know, like picture a a black vehicle on a hot summer day, how hot it is to the touch, you know. Yeah. Because they just absorb the heat. Yeah, like when you so have most black of the leather work seats is just, and then you jump in your car mm-hmm. and it burns your butt cheeks because it's so hot. Yeah. Right. That's, I've had that's that how the whole thing works. Right. <laughs> More than once. And then you come out and your thighs are all red. <laughs> well, that is a DIY worthy project I am going to definitely embark upon. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. I've been thinking about building one for us here. The only problem for us here is, you know, we live in the middle of the woods and mama hates it when I cut down any trees. So doing anything solar is difficult here just because she likes all the trees. But Well, and the hard part with, because you have tall trees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So even if you cut down a patch of trees, the shadows will shift. You'll still only get, you have to cut down like a serious patch of trees. Uh, Exactly. You have to cut down quite a few trees and mama's against that. So we just, I I built a wood fired one. Yeah, I don't blame her. I like the trees too. It just eliminates some options for us, you know, like the solar water heater is not a great option for us here. Yeah, that would be a drawback. I mean, you really have to think about how much sun exposure you get. Now, here in southern Arizona, on our ranch, we have tons of sun, even where the trees are, because we have mesquite trees, which are not very tall, and they actually allow Mm -hmm. pretty good light through regardless, but we have lots of areas where we get full sun, and Mm -hmm. there's no shortage of sunshine in Arizona, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're never going to run out of hot water if you build one of these. We will never run out of hot water. I am pretty determined to build this damn thing because even a 12-gallon hot water shower, it really doesn't last that long. It la- I mean, the 6-gallon, I think we got a 5-minute shower, and the 12-gallon, we maybe get a 10-minute shower. And our water pressure isn't that great where we're at right now. Once you have badass mm. water pressure, you're going through 12 gallons in like 4 minutes. It's in crazy. no time, yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to extend yeah, that out a little bit. And the standard size tank you're going to find when you go to salvage those tanks is going to be 30 or 40 gallons. Wow. That's a luxury. That mm-hmm. sounds luxurious. <laughs> 40 gallons of hot water. I'm so excited. So technically, yeah, you... I could also, because I've been wanting, I want to do a jacuzzi or a hot tub on the property. Mm hmm. But I definitely don't want to tap into propane or our solar for the hot water. And I'm a little nervous mm-hmm. by using a wood-fired one because I don't want to boil myself in the hot tub. Right. You know? Well, so your solution in, like, if you want to build a hot tub kind of thing, your solution would be using one more piece of technology uh, or not technology, but physics, which is the thermal siphon. So you Mm. would build the water heater right next to the uh, hot tub and the, you would plumb water out of the hot tub at the bottom of the hot tub into the tank at the bottom. And you would plumb hot water from the top of the tank into the top of the hot tub and it would naturally circulate the water through the from the hot tub into the tank. It would heat it up to the top of the tank and go into the hot tub. So it would mm-hmm. keep it uh, it would keep it hot continuously. Perfect, but it would mm-hmm. also regulate yeah. the temperature so it wouldn't be scalding. Yeah, I, I don't know. You might have to check that out. The simple solution to that though would just be. Uh, a shutoff valve at the top or the bottom so that it stops circulating. Yeah. You know, so you could but check it. But technically, I could use a solar water heater as opposed to a wood-burning situation yeah. for my hot tub. And I'd probably have more control over that temperature, I think, that way. Yeah, Possibly. I'm not real sure about that. I don't know, but either or way, it's going to work. Or I just have to run cold water in and regulate it manually 
possibly. Yeah. I've never done that project, so I can't speak with any, you know, certainty. I have to look into that. Because I definitely need, I need some sort of jacuzzi, hot tub. Shoot, I'll even take, like, a cast iron bathtub and take outdoor baths. Right. <laughs> At this point. Yeah, absolutely. We <laughs> yeah. did that Isn't for a that couple of years. Did? It's awesome, actually. Oh, yeah. It sounds amazing. We just... I put a clawfoot tub up on some cinder blocks and I'd build a fire underneath it. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that for a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome. Except you might get scorched butt cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. From that fire. Yeah. You definitely got to be careful. You don't want to boil yourself alive. <laughs> right. You know, there's something really super relaxing about just taking a nice hot bath under the stars. Oh, man. And we have serious stars here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking about looking for a... You know how people just get rid of old, junky, used jacuzzis because they need fixing? Yeah, because the pumps go out and the pumps just... are $250 or something. Yeah. People get tired of the maintenance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I'm thinking about just salvaging, like, the just a broken down one that I can pump water or move water into. Something that's already made that I can get for extremely cheap or free. You can get those for free. Don't pay for one of those. Oh, yeah. People Definitely. want those hauled away People, all the time. We could probably have someone pay us to haul one away. Maybe. <laughs> people spend five six grand on these super nice jacuzzis and then after five ten years they kaput Mm -hmm. and then they're over it like this thing is way too much to deal with right so then i can get the actual jacuzzi mold i guess you could call it the prefabbed Mm -hmm. tub and then run hot water to it with the solar water heater the only thing would be the jets you know i love the jets but i could technically live without the jets right yeah pretty cool well that's that's all pretty interesting yeah i'm really stoked actually i've uh never come across this diy method even though i've researched the topic fairly thoroughly so you're just full of cool ideas and we did get a comment too not too recently about i'm not sure if it was on the podcast or if it was in one of the MeWe groups, but someone was asking about how to, they wanted us to talk about projects for partially going off grid. And this, if you had to choose one thing to do to just kind of start moving towards off grid, this is the thing to do. That like would make if, a great episode. Like if you're completely. How to partially go off grid. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember where that was that someone made that comment. But, you know, if you're completely on the grid right now and you just want to start with something, this is the thing to do because it's easy, it's cheap, and makes a 14% difference in your bill. So Yeah, and you can set it up in your backyard. That's right. Technically, you could put it on your roof. Yeah. But that would be kind of difficult to hoist the tank up there and deal with the heavy components. Well, it's but not. if you. 
it's not that bad. I put one on a roof and the way I did it is I built the box. I put the box up there and then I took the tank up there, put the tank in, put the top on and filled it up. So all the components individually are not that heavy. Yeah, it's doable to put it on your roof. Sure. Yeah. I wonder if that's what we should do. We could put this on the top of our shipping container. Absolutely. Yeah. How close is that's your probably shipping the best place for it? How close is your container going to be to your uh, camper? Uh, right next to it. Yeah, so it wouldn't take a lot of plumbing to get the water to the camper. That's a perfect idea. Not at all. That's a really good idea. Because we're going to have the solar panels atop the shipping container, and then right next to the solar panels can be the solar water heater, and then the shipping container is right next to us because it's going to act as a windbreak and also right. a heat break for us. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'd be it perfect. It will serve yet another purpose. That's yeah, a great idea. One more thing to pay great attention idea. to. Yeah. One more thing that you'll want to pay attention to is any of the exposed lines, obviously, as they go into the tank or come out of the tank, they'll need to be insulated because they'll freeze in the winter. Yes. The tank inside the box is not going to freeze, but the lines outside of the box running to your house or to your camper or whatever, they will. So you have to insulate them. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. And we have been getting to some freezing temps. We actually got to freezing temps last night, the night before, and we're supposed to freeze again tonight. Ooh. You know, because we're in the mountains. Yeah. Do you guys freeze much there in Arkansas? Not a lot. We might have twice a year that the pipes will freeze uh, for like a day. And we usually know it's coming, so we just, you know, we bucket up a bunch of water, so... For that day, we've got mm -hmm. water, and it's not usually that big a deal. And that's mainly right. because, you know, we have a cistern system, gravity-fed cistern system, and the tank is exposed outside. So that line that comes out of the tank, and then it gets buried into the ground and runs downhill, it freezes right there at that one point. And, but not always, and it has to get down to, like the twenties, the low twenties for that to happen. And then it usually thaws out within yeah. a few hours as soon as the sun comes out. Interesting. Yeah, our pipes haven't or our hose hasn't froze yet, but we do have our heated hose if we need to. So we might have to bust that out. We'll see. So far we haven't had any freezing of the hose yet. Cool. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode uh, go ahead and give it a favorite or a like or a review wherever you're listening at. We sure would appreciate it. You bet. Go to theoffgridoutpost.com. That's our home base for cool shit. Exactly. <laughs> and you can contact us there. We have a contact form, contact page. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will catch you all next time. Talk to you later. Later. Here's a little teaser for what's coming next week. I think a lot of people haven't read it or haven't thought about it critically. And I think that's like why Spooner is so important because I really don't hear a lot of 
people in the past or in the present really breaking down the Constitution and, and addressing this idea of whether it's legitimate or not. That's... Thanks for listening to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the new episodes. Thank you.